only video sharing a microphone. I already hate it. So if it's shite, I'm terribly sorry. We're with our friend Jez. Woohoo! Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Hello. <laughs> Do you want to start that again? Not really. You don't have to start again. This is the blessing. You just this carry on and then I don't know how it works, okay? <laughs> so I know, I know last week when we spoke about the Manson murders, we told you at the end that we were going to have Jez here. Uh, because we're all up in Liverpool, mm-hmm. visiting each other. She wanted to gag in on our parade as well. Just, mm-hmm. right. I mean, I mean, it's fair to say that you get scared easily. I think it's very safe to say I'm quite an anxious person. I think yeah. Um, yeah. we watched the Babadook <laughs> and she couldn't fucking cope. We had to watch the fucking B movie afterwards. Yeah, but the B movie is fucking amazing. I'm sorry, oh, the B movie is even more freaky than the Babadook. Have you seen that movie? Yeah, yeah, we watched it after the Babadook. Yeah. Imagine the concept of a human being falling in love with a Babadook. Exactly, that's even more fucked up than some random. Oh, do you know? What? I don't even want to think about the Babadook. Anyway. We're here to schedules. Yeah. So I feel quite well, nervous we, actually. I don't mean this feels very formal. But we were under strict instructions to have nothing supernatural. No supernatural. Nothing too scary. So we thought <laughs> let's talk about a psychiatric hospital. <laughs> Fuck's sake. And not just a psychiatric hospital, a child psychiatric hospital. Oh my Have you seen American Horror Story? Yeah. Have you seen American Horror Story? Yeah. So yeah. it is. Asylum. Yeah. That's it, what Asylum is. It's the, Okay. Yeah. It is okay. the real life Asylum. Do you know actually, American Horror Story, the only thing that's scary in that is the opening credits. I honestly think that That song is scarier than the actual yeah. programme. That's crazy that you can watch that. I can't yeah. watch American have Horror Story. Have you ever fallen asleep to it and then it's gone to the next episode and you're like, oh shit! Never. <laughs> that never, never, never happened to me before. Oh, I've said it no. so many times. I think American Horror Story is scary. The hotel one fucks me up. I, had oh, to, I, I hated that season. I couldn't watch it. When he's got like the power drill instead of a dick. What, what is that what? about? Oh no, that's not... Yeah, what? it's hotel, hotel. I've n- I've never seen it all the way through. I what? Hate it. Start. He's like a guy in a gimp suit, and that's no, 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 that's, that's the the that's house. The that's the house. No, 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 no. He, maybe he's not in a gimp suit then. It's hotel, definitely, because this guy falls asleep on the hotel bed, right? And <gasps> no, I haven't. He comes. That scene. He comes out of the mattress with, yeah. with a drill as a dick. Yeah, yeah, like a power drill dick, and oh, fucking like rapes him. Like bum rapes him. Anyway, this is oh my God. Yeah, way too much. That. This is a yeah. little much. We're doing the most. Anyway. Okay. So, yeah, today we're <laughs> talking... we need to go into the backstory about Hotel because that's fucking creepy as well. The hotel that's based off. Yeah, we will do is that. That, that could be the next go? one. Yeah, we Hotel has to go. We need to have a theme month where it's American Horror Story and we okay. go into the backstories of what they're... Oh, well, I th- that could be like what we do with Jess. I quite like the cover Yeah, that's what I mean. You like what? The coven. The coven one was. That was the most, like, almost laid back, even though. Even though it was so messed up. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Okay. We're going to go into about Willowbrook State School in Staten Island, okay. New York. Willowbrook State School was a state-supported institution for children with intellectual disabilities located in the Willowbrook neighbourhood on Staten Island in New York City from 1947 until 1987. 
The school was designed for 4,000, but by 1965 it had a population of 6,000. At the time, it was the biggest state-run institution for people with mental disabilities in the United States. Conditions and questionable medical practices and experiments prompted Senator Robert Kennedy to call it, quote, snake pit. Public outcry led to its closure in 1987 and to federal civil rights legislation protecting people with disabilities. Sorry, but if there's a place that's got a nickname called the snake pit, that's already ringing oh, some, mate, some red so flags. We're already going off there. It's getting worse. It gets, so, you oh, know it's bad when the Americans need to slap a nickname on it, oh, basically. Okay. Any sort of case. I'm already regretting this. Okay, go on. Hit me I with mean, it. It's fine. This is the most probably the most tame one we could have given you, let's <laughs> oh, be honest. <laughs> in 1938, plans were drawn up to build a facility for children who had an intellectual disability on 375 acres in Willowbrook section of Staten Island. After World War II, proposals were introduced to turn over the site to the Veterans Administration but in October 1947, the New York State Department of Mental Hygiene... Like, what is that? Mental hygiene. Mental hygiene? Yeah. <laughs> what is... Sure. What? <laughs> how, what? How do they measure that? I d- like, it doesn't... How hygiene Mental health, sure, is? but what? mental hygiene? Okay, right. Oh, anyway. Right. So, let's get over how weird America is. Opened its facility there, and as originally planned... And the institution was named Willowbrook Day School. Don't okay, we still in Staten Island then? Yeah. yeah so it's, they, the, same it's the same place? Yeah, it? yeah. That's just a little bit of like why it was built. Okay. So right. it was basically anywhere that sent children who they deemed mentally mm. disabled, but they weren't necessarily. Okay, I get what you mean now. You know what I mean? Okay, like, I'm on board. And, you know, they cleaned their minds with soap or whatever. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Well, like today, a lot of them wouldn't be in any sort of asylum. No. I don't think, anyway. No, like, that's not. From what I've seen, there are a lot of kids with like Down syndrome and stuff, and sure they need extra help, but not asylum. No, like, like no, that. that's definitely not okay. Well, I don't think that's not what it was supposed to be. It wasn't no, supposed to be that kind of an asylum type of thing. No, not originally, but unfortunately, yeah, it became that. Okay, are you ready? Because it's about to get fucking dark. Okay. So what sort of children were in this school then? Are you about to... Remember? What do you mean, what sort? Well, like, what? who was being admitted into this? So anyone with a disability. Anyone. But yeah. it turns out as well there were people in there with, like, cerebral palsy. Right, And, okay. like, things that were very yeah. easily manageable, but because... They didn't know what to do. Yeah. And also with, because yeah. the, me- the way they were medicating these kids and what they were doing to these kids, these kids yeah. were so underdeveloped that they thought that there was more wrong with them than there actually was. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Throughout the first decade of its operation, outbreaks of hepatitis A were common at the school. This led to controversial medical studies being carried out there between the late 1950s and the 70s by medical researchers Saul Krugman and Robert McCollum, who monitored subjects to gauge the effects of gamma... What the fuck? Who men... Oh, my God. Um, I, okay. I hate this thing. Why is it wow. like this? I need to get just the pop ones to put on top. Yeah. Who monitors subjects to gauge the effects of gamma globulin in combating hepatitis A? 
One result of the research was a better understanding of the differences between serum hepatitis, which is spread by blood transfusions, from infectious hepatitis, which is spread directly from person to person and is more common. A public outcry forced the research project and medical studies to be discontinued. According to a former resident, Krugman's studies involved feeding live hepatitis virus from other stool samples to 60 healthy children. What? So he fed them shit. Oh, good God. Yeah. Okay. All in the name of science, essentially. Hmm. Okay. Krugman watched as their skin and eyes turned yellow and their livers got bigger. He watched them vomit and refused to eat. All the children fed hepatitis became ill, some severely. Krugman reasoned that it was justifiable to inoculate retarded, quote, children at Willowbrook with hepatitis virus because most of them would get hepatitis anyway. By purposely giving the children hepatitis, Krugman increased their chances to 100%. Okay, so he's essentially, he believes he's doing this to give them, like, kind of a vaccine. He's, yeah, he's basically saying, yeah, well... Is that yeah, what he's justifying He's basically that? saying, you're going to get hepatitis anyway, so I might as well fucking feed you shit. So that we can God. then help the population. So he feels like, like he's doing this for that reason. Yeah. Yeah, he thinks he's, he's the mad scientist. Like... Okay. According to the celebrated vaccinologist Maurice Hillman, the Willowbrook studies were the most unethical medical experiments ever performed on children in the United States. That's that's saying something. Yeah, like, also, when are medical experiments ever ethical to be performed on children? On children. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's just What's get that bit out of the way. What's the are using to feed children poo? <laughs> and what scale of ethical is this? Mm. Historian David Rothman notes that the research was even included in Henry Beecher's 1966 New England Journal of Medicine listing of ethically dubious experiments. <laughs> I think dubious, dubious, dubious is a very... <laughs> I'm not sure. This might, this might not be okay. We might want to look know, into, look into this. It could be a little bit wrong to feed children shit, but, you know, I'm going to put it as dubious because we're not 100%. <laughs> So if that wasn't bad enough, we go into a few more scandals and abuses. Okay. Because, you know, they can't just have one thing. So by 1965, Willowbrook housed over 6,000 intellectually disabled people, despite having a maximum capacity of 4,000. Senator Robert Kennedy toured the institution in 1965 and proclaimed that the individuals in the overcrowded facility were living in filth and dirt, their clothing and rags in rooms less comfortable and cheerful than the cages which we put animals in the zoo, and offered a series of recommendations for improving conditions. Although the hepatitis study had been discontinued, the residential school's the residential school's rep- reputation was that of a warehouse for New York City's mentally disabled people, many of whom were presum- presumably abandoned by their families, foster care agencies, or other systems designed to care for them. It's quite sad, actually, isn't it? Mm. A series of articles in local newspapers, including the Staten Island Advance and the Staten Island Register, describe the crowded, filthy living conditions at Willowbrook and the negligent treatment of some of its residents. Jane Curtin was the first reporter to write a story about Willowbrook State School because she had visited Willowbrook in order to cover a demonstration that social workers and parents of the residents had organised. Curtin wanted to get inside the buildings. 
Hang on. Who's Curtin? She's a reporter. I'm She's... fucking knew you were listening. <laughs> no, I am listening. You're not. I'm laughing because his name, her name's Curtin. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so she's the first reporter that got inside yeah. the walls, basically. Yeah. I, got, I was keeping up. I was laughing at her name. Um, Curtin wanted to get inside the buildings and social workers Elizabeth Lee and Ira Fisher brought her inside. Shortly thereafter, in early 1972, Geraldo Rivera... Then an investigative reporter for WABC TV in New York conducted a series of investigations at Willowbrook, uncovering a host of deplorable conditions, including overcrowding, inadequate sanitary facilities, and physical and sexual abuse of residents by members of the school staff. Delightful. Yeah. The expose entitled Willowbrook, The Last Great Disgrace garnered national attention and won a Peabody Award for Rivera. Rivera later appeared on national televised Dick Cavett show with the film of Patients at the School. So we're back. So we've basically just showed Jez some photos mm-hmm. of the school um, and also the trailer for Geraldo's movie that he created. It's basically like the... Um, like a documentary. The watchdog. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah exposing yeah. them all. Um, yeah. That was, um, that was upsetting. I think that was upsetting. It's not, it's not scary. That's just really upsetting. To yeah, yeah. Like, you know, it's just not nice to think of people in those kind of conditions and yeah, it'd be okay and no one doing anything about it. Um, so we've set a scene and then Lydia, um, at the end of this, showed me a dark, <laughs> scary looking tunnel. And so we're going to go into this next. So I can only imagine yeah. what that will mean. They're going to be good and I mean, a dark tunnel does not... So in 1975, a Willowbrook consent decree was signed that committed New York State to improve community placement for the now-designated Willowbrook class. In 1983, the state of New York announced plans to close Willowbrook, which had been renamed the Staten Island Developmental Centre in 1974. By the end of March 1986, the number of residents housed there had dwindled to 250, and the last children left the grounds on September 17, 1987. Portions of the land were earmarked for use as part of the Staten Island Community College, and renovations began, but not soon enough. I was going to say, 1987? That's yeah. not that long ago. Dun, 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 that was just, over, what, 35, just over 35 years ago? Exactly. That's, that's really, really soon. Mm. That's that's not that long ago. So the creepy part comes oh, in. There now. we go. Like, oh, I knew you couldn't help it. You <laughs> have to add some creepy shit in here. Like obviously, obviously, everything that went on was horrendous and a horror story within itself. Yeah. But when you have something like that in your in the area where you live in, mm-hmm. there's obviously going to be stories that like ghost stories yeah. and stuff told by like kids and whatever. Yeah. Um, it's like playing not not run on the supposed haunted church and all that sort of shit that happens so ask the you used to play knock knock run on haunted churches no but i'm just saying like people do it like anywhere you think there's there's a story behind it like an abandoned house or someone must have been murdered there when actually it's just maybe the people live on the other side of the world (laughs) like (laughs) there's a logical explanation to it it's just a second home so, on Staten Island, Rightio. around this time, the legend of Cropsey began. 
and those living on Staten Island will tell you that it's always been around. Cropsey is the escaped mental patient that lurks in the tunnels beneath the old Willow Rook State School and comes out to haunt the children at night. Okay. <laughs> Just waiting for it to like. Yeah, she's like, okay. <laughs> I can handle this. Cool. So it's been a campfire tale. To... I mean, it, it, could, it could happen though. I mean, you know, you well, could have had an escapee from there. Maybe. And they could be living in the tunnels. But essentially it was a campfire tale that ratio, yeah, yeah. people used to tell kids to keep them out of the abandoned buildings. I like saying ratio. If you go in there, you're going to get killed by Cropsey, basically. Okay. Yeah. Um, but the creepiest thing about the legend of Cropsey is that it turned out not to be a legend at all. Dun, dun, dun! <laughs> so there was somebody who escaped from the school there. I mean, there's not... No. Not quite. Okay, I was right. gonna say it wouldn't be too surprising if someone had escaped. So yeah, not not quite. Five thousand people. You're gonna you're gonna lose one of them, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, and I doubt they really cared. It's gonna be a nightmare. I doubt really they really cared if the kids went missing anyway. Yeah. So to the horror of it, to the horror of locals, Cropsey was a very real threat to children on Staten Island. While he wasn't an escaped mental patient, and his name wasn't Cropsey. There really was a drifter that was once employed by the Willowbrook State School, who set up camp in the woods and roamed the tunnels beneath beneath it after its closure in the 1970s. And worst of all, children really did begin to disappear. Okay. <laughs> Crime isn't scary. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it's not scary, it's just, you know... Children with mental disabilities began to vanish in Staten Island, literally without a trace. The long-running series of disappearances began with a five-year-old, Alice Perrier, posh name, in 1972. Then the faceless predator known as Cropsey struck again, snatching seven-year-old Holly Ann Hughes in 1981. Next was 11-year-old, oh god, this name, Tia Hughes Jackson in 1983. And then... 22-year-old Hank Gaforio in 1984. 22? Like that's a bit of an it's age jump. So we've got, what was it, what were the other two ages? 11, 7 and 5. five. And then he just decided suppose, he wanted to go for a 22-year-old. But I suppose if they're mentally disabled, they're in a vulnerable position. Uh, do you know what I mean? Okay, yeah, so it's not like they might not be able to fight him off or anything mm-hmm. like that. might be why he goes yeah. for them. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the details of what became of these children and young adults remains unknown and none of their bodies were ever found. What, still to this day? Yeah. The... What? As far as I know, to this day, they've never been found. Okay, that's not okay. Yeah. In the summer of 1987, Jennifer Schweiger? Schweiger? Why do you always Schweiger? get the worst names Honestly, I think she tricks me into this. I was going to say, even though I'm you the one seem who to get the worst, yeah. uh, the worst names there. It's a bit like, remember in Friends, when they're like trying to recall that answer phone? Uh, and Phoebe knows just... just to get all the good words. Yeah, you do I reckon that's what Grace <laughs> is doing there. Um, so, in the summer of 1987, Jennifer Schweiger, let's just go with that, a 12-year-old girl with Down syndrome went for a walk and never came home. I didn't mean for that to uh, rhyme, by the way. Just point that out there. <laughs> the community launched a massive search party. Friends and neighbours combed the parks and the wooded areas of Staten Island, and their search ended in the woods behind Willowbrook State School. It was as if the legend of Cropsey had come to life as a firefighter uncovered the first of Jennifer's small feet. 
Sorry. Than sorry. Her feet. Just a feet. Just one. Just a foot. One foot. Just a foot. And then the rest of her body had been buried in a shallow, shallow grave, right by the camp set up by a man who had already been arrested before for kidnapping 11 children and for attempting... <laughs> sorry, your face. <laughs> he kidnapped these 11 children. He was a school bus driver. Right, okay. And he so kidnapped he... these 11 children. Yeah. He took them for lunch and then he took them to the local airport. As you do. But that's how far, as far as he got. I don't know what the plan was after, after that. But he got caught. Well, yeah. Like... Did they find the 11 children? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 God. Um, and for the attempted rape of a young girl, oh. Andre Rand Just is his name. Slip that in there. Attempted Author- rape? Yeah. Oh. Authorities arrested him and charged him with Jennifer's murder. Like a real-life Freddy Krueger, Andre Rand was the custodian at Willowbrook State School back in the 1960s. He also aided the physical therapist at the school. Who knows what kind of atrocities he committed there. So which one are we on now? Hang on. So we so hang on. I'm I'm getting a little confused here. We're not on the guy who's in a tunnel chasing yeah. around. Yeah. This is the still the, the same legend. Person. The legend is that this Croxy, person. One well, one. Well, no. This is I'm getting that... confused. Because then this okay. foot was found outside of somebody else's house. No. no. What? The the foot like her shallow grave was next to his campsite. Oh, in the grounds okay. of Willowbrook. Right, okay, I'm back with you now. He used to I'm explore the grounds and the tunnels and I like the legend of Cropsy. Okay. I get you now. He didn't have a house. He no. lived on a campsite. Right yeah. His employment ended before the facility's closure, but he came back and made the ruins his home while kidnapping and murdering local children who had disabilities. Prior to Jennifer's murder, Rand had been arrested back in 1969 for attempted rape. He had lured a nine-year-old into his car, drove her to an empty parking lot and removed both their clothes before a passing police car saw them and and arrested him. He was sentenced to four years and only served 16 months. That's lucky that police car was going past. That's mental to me, though, that in, like, America you can get sentenced to four years and only 16 months because that would never happen in England. No. So he was only convicted for No, so if he was sentenced to four years in England, he would have to do two years. Yeah. It's yeah. always... As long as they've been good for two years. A, no. Oh. He really? would serve two years. And that's it? Yeah. Oh. Unless he was an IPP sentence, in which case you're basically kept indefinitely until parole. Yeah. Grant you release, which Unless you're is too never. dangerous to but release. Also, is that... How, how is four years enough for a person doing that? It's mental, isn't mm. it? That's, Six, just, that's horrific. But to think yeah. he only served 16 months. You should give him life. Never let that person Well, it out. would have gone that down that it was attempted rape. Do you know what I mean? So, that's yes, disgusting. it's kidnap. Yes, it's sexual assault. But it hasn't actually gone to the point where he's raped her. Oh, that is so awful. And if he was planning to rape her, he would have probably planned to murder her as well. Oof. If you think about it. Okay. Like, oh, God. Four years and he only... Oh. Okay. Yeah. That's in, in itself. Uh, then in 1983, he thought it would be a good idea to pick up 11 random kids off the street without parental consent. He was working for a school bus company at the time and loaded the children up and took them joyriding for five hours for no sane reason. He took them out to eat and brought them to Newark International Airport for motives that could not have been pure. Whatever he planned, he backed out but was charged with unlawful imprisonment and served 10 months. Oh, God. 
It's entirely possible that this kidnapper and paedophile simply decided to start murdering his victims as well, or maybe someone else was involved. There was quite a bit of speculation, as expected with a case like this, and there were theories that Rand had help, that the missing children had been passed around by multiple homeless and mentally disabled people living in the underground and in the woods with Rand. There was also mention of a possible connection to satanic cults. <laughs> Fucking, I'm triggered. Grace we need to start recording this like with a video so people can see your facial I'm expressions. I'm triggered. There were signs of satanic rituals being held out in those woods, in the abandoned buildings of Willowbrook and in the crumbling remains of the nearby Seaview Hospital. Some briefly theorised that Rand may have been procuring children for the cult. Oh my god! <laughs> That's going to scare me later when I'm saying. <laughs> oh my god. To this day, residents of the nearby College of Staten Island, as well as morbid curiosity seekers, hello, <laughs> have reported seeing apparitions of former patients and hearing unearthly yowls in the night. Like, what the fuck? What the actual ah. fuck was that noise? That's scary. Have you just. Did you. Did you do that? No. Okay. That's what happens when you have a light hanging from your ceiling but it's not properly connected. <laughs> Triggered. Um, For those who didn't just hear that. Is I don't know what it there was. There was a, a, a just Do you a think noise. Hear that? There Maybe was a, not. There was a it was like so basically I've got a glass a glass light in my bedroom <laughs> and it was as if someone was something tapped it. Yeah. That's the sound effect. Yeah, maybe it's rare. Right, you would say that. That's yeah. So the yells in the night were like on that video that I just showed you. Yeah, that yeah. noise. Like, yeah. yeah. While rumors of saints conducting unholy rites in the derelict ruins have long been per- persisted, it may very well be the spirits of the dead seeking vengeance of the horrors of past torments. Oh my god! Do you know what though? If it was, I wouldn't blame them. <laughs> I think if I'd been You've in got there, every right to. If, if I'd been in there, having you know, having people literally feeding me shit, I probably would be like, right, I'm coming back and haunting the crap out of you. <laughs> let's send you crazy. Yeah, hey? Let's start. Let's here you go. Taste of your own feces. Here it goes. <laughs> I would be all over that. Yeah. Fair play to him. I'm scaring the island. That's happening. Yeah. Heads up. I mean, I can understand why um, American Horror Story based it on this because it's not I'm trying to remember what happens in the American Horror Story one well it's not you've got the whole like There's leather face doctor's thing not and very yeah, yeah and it's like yeah and they think the doctor is a doctor from Auschwitz it and... also reminds me of A Cure for Wellness yes yeah have you watched that did you ever watch that movie no, no. it's basically like a, a mental asylum and he goes there to find his boss oh, yeah, and like bring him back he's like yeah. Ew, you're better and then he ends up getting trapped there and it's it's fucked but it's really it's a good film a really good film yeah but um yeah because it i do understand why they use this as a basis because it's not overly scary initially but it's got the potential to turn into something else especially oh, yeah. I mean, fictionally you know, like, you're gonna put a asylum in any kind of yeah film. i don't know why like it's asylums are so nice. scary either because they're just people like who need looking after? Do you know what I mean? Why like, would they not? What? But it's. I think it's more. But because... it's one of those things. It's like clowns. Clowns. Yeah. Generally, shouldn't be scary, but people but that's have what I mean, made it, them scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like with asylums, a lot of the time they're scary because the people are being neglected. Yeah. And I think a lot they're not of, getting the treatment they need. A lot need. of the reason why they end up being like that is because they're so poorly. Yeah, yeah, cared yeah. for. Yeah. And it then kind of adds an element of. 
and also you know we back back in back then we didn't really understand sort of mental health and disabilities no. and all that kind of stuff we barely so, understand it today no exactly so i think a lot of the time people you know figured it was the unknown and scary yeah you know weren't sure what it meant so. yeah okay so are we booking a ticket to Staten island Oh my god, oh. yes. How far away is it? What's that prison? Another one. What's um, prison? Uh, um... Oh my god, it's uh, exactly Alcatraz. Alcatraz! Alcatraz! Well, um, well, it's Brooks and Staten Island, which is New York. Alcatraz is the other side of, uh, what's the name of San Francisco as far as, I think. I thought Alcatraz was on Staten Island. The only thing in Staten Island is, um... Alcatraz is an island itself. It's in the San Francisco Bay. No, I know, but I just always thought it was Staten Island. Staten Island's near New York, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it an island? Yeah. Okay. Is it Shutter Island, the film? That's Possibly. That's a fucking sick film. It's a sick film. Possibly. That, I'd love to just talk to these people who write these screenplays and see where they got the inspiration from. Do you know what I mean? There's probably so many cases yeah. that we've never heard of that, that this is where the inspiration for the movies and stuff comes from. Very true. Yeah, because you know the other day we said Ed Gein was um, the inspiration for, what did we say? Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yeah. He was actually the inspiration for something else as well. I can't remember off the top of my head. Is he the one who used to sew the skin? Yeah. Uh, Hannibal? Hannibal yeah. Yeah. No, it was not not like exactly that, but that was one of the uh, scenes for it. So yeah, did yeah, you enjoy that there. one? I, I mean, the only one that. that I so the only uh, thing I've heard that's on Staten Island is a fun fair. So is that not Rhode Island? Could be. You got the Staten Island ferry. Staten Island ferry. Yeah, that's a ride within itself. Let's just be honest. We love ferries. There's a film that came out about Staten Island recently from with Pete Davidson. Davidson. I don't know who that is. You know, the one who was engaged psycho. to Ariana. Oh, yeah. He was fictionalised as a psycho. Oh, yeah. Psycho is Mommy good. issues. Psycho is... Do you know, I watched Psycho for the first time at Christmas this year. What, the original? <laughs> yeah. Do you know how old I was when I watched that? Go on. Five. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's I was surprising. probably like five or six. It also says that he was the basis for the cat. I feel like it's going to be really far away, isn't it? Um, it also says that he was the character basis for Dr. Oliver Threadston in Asylum. Oh, okay. Which is, I don't know. But that's what I mean, like, I American Horror Story are very clever like in the sense that they intertwine, like, probably, like, 15 different crimes and stories. Like, you know, at the start when the, um, I can't remember what his name is, but the UFOs come in. Hmm. That's an actual story. Like, there's a couple that believe that actually happened to them yeah do you know what i mean there's a lot of stories like that around yeah but like that specifically like she was they were a mixed race couple all all that sort of stuff yeah um i quite like i i like hearing the ones that i almost find it's scary i I like hearing about the ones that's a bit more psychological so finding out why they're doing these things yeah you know having a bit more i think a lot of the time we're like films and and documentaries and stuff today it's kind of like shoved in your face a bit and it's just like gore lots and lots of gore yeah but actually the more interesting ones are the psychological thrillers that me yeah yeah they really fuck me up mm, definitely psycho is good though like it's a good psycho. one isn't it yeah he he's proper freaky though yeah. at the end when he's staring at that that t- staring at the teeth i couldn't look at him i can honestly say i've Dead not watched it since i was a kid it oh, like it's horrible and it was yeah. all, it's black and white as well, so it's yeah, even more yeah. like, it feels quite creepy to watch that. Yeah, I remember my mum was like, right, nothing says Christmas like Psycho. <laughs> <laughs> she's, 
Put it on. That and Die Hard, obviously. Oh, I fucking hate Die Hard. It is not a Christmas film. Wow. I feel a bit... Come bad. at me if you disagree, but I don't care. I haven't seen either disagree. of these films that you're talking about. Oh, so. Should we watch Psycho tomorrow? How have I watched Psycho, Psycho before you? I just don't... I mean, you watched Bates Motel, didn't you? Yeah, that's, so that's basically it. what it is. No, I know, I know. Yeah. Bates Motel was fucking such a good show. That was a wicked show. Yeah. That was such a good show. Um, so, yeah. We finished? Hope you enjoyed... Thanks for inviting me onto oh, your podcast. You're very welcome. So what are we doing? So after this, we've got one more week of cults. We're going to do... I can't remember it, but it's... it's the Japanese one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the Japanese one where they put bombs in bins. It's all very interesting. It's the reason Japan doesn't have any uh, public trash cans. And bombs in bins. Yeah. Then after that, we're looking for a new theme. So hit us up on Instagram um, with some new theme ideas. Yeah. And that's that, really, isn't it? Yeah, I definitely want to do a women that kill because they're never focused on. Never focused on. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of the time they're the most sinister as yeah. well. Absolutely. <laughs> do not piss a woman off, okay? Yeah. Take that away if you don't take anything yeah. else. Um, I think I think my my interest in these things have definitely been uh, brought about by you guys though, for sure. Oh, I try and make everyone interested in crime. Like, like when I, I when I first met you guys, I was not interested in this kind of stuff at all. Let me ask you a question. Come on then. Do you believe nine eleven was an inside job? Oh come on! <laughs> it's too late in the day for this. I don't know. I don't know. You'll have to. You'll have to tell me a crim. A Jez, crim. Jez, a, Jez, 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 let me ask you a question. Oh. Do you believe Madeleine McCann was sold into a sex ring um, involving the biggest? names in American politics and Cough, culture Jeffrey Epstein Cough, <gasps> Trump Hillary Clinton Donald Trump definitely on an I mean, it, absolute right. but this is the thing the, where the one thing I do what know about point... Hillary Clinton though is that you know it was fairly obvious that Bill was getting involved with this stuff I mean when you watch he was banging elsewhere Netflix. sorry Hillary well actually what's interesting is that the files on Gideon Maxwell came out today and Bill Clinton's name is in them but Trump's isn't yeah. which is like Bit of a coinkity. So there's obviously still some stuff being okay, hidden there. But gonna... actually, let's go back to my other. My first question is: Madeleine McCann is part of the section. I, 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 can alive. I tell you something? I don't know enough about the Madeleine McCann case. Do you not? No, I actually really that don't. That could be our Madeleine McCann case. God, we would. No, but you'd be here for fe- days. Yeah, we man. would. No, you could do it in different parts. If I can keep up with that story, how am I going to keep up with the Madeleine McCann? Mm-hmm. I remember it happening. I remember it happening, but I don't. I haven't really kept up with the storyline which sounds horrible but you know what I mean no but it's all the different uh, conspiracies yeah, stuff that, that came out stuff. isn't it yeah yeah well, you can tell me some conspiracies and I could tell you whether or not I believe them afterwards that'd be a good one don't you? yeah alright so okay. that's it alright well thanks for listening <laughs> I shouldn't be saying that it's not my podcast thanks for coming on yeah and we'll see you next week with very welcome oh, I can't remember his name another cult one yeah that's going to be a hard one because I'll have to try and pronounce names. Oh, yeah. Windows oh, not my strong suit. I'll do the names, don't Okay, worry. perfect. All right. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.